Aloha. Welcome to the Ronahana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronahana Podcast. I am freezing. I thought you were going to say, I am Spartacus. <laughs> I need to play that music like three or four more times in a row just to try to warm up and think something tropical because it is cold. What are you talking you about? It's, it's 60 degrees. That. It's 60 degrees right now. What are you talking about? Do you guys really have 60 degrees? You it is suck. legit. Here, look. I know people can't at home see this stuff, but I mean, it is legitly... Where is my camera? Right there, which I turned it off. Okay. Yep. I'm dumb. There's your face there. still. Yeah. Yep. There it is. There it is. Here. There it is. Right there. That's the temperature inside. Oh, that's like heaven. Well, that's Brittany. And I don't have the temperature outside, but it's all right. Look, legitly, it's 60 something degrees outside. 62. Just make a Mai Tai and pretend you're at the beach. It's fine. We got a real feel of 12. With a negative four coming this weekend. Oh, how is that even possible? That's nasty. It's what cold. do you do? Do you pee on yourself to warm up? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Too much. Uh, <laughs> it's not just for jellyfish stings, people. <laughs> we've got a lot of ice and stuff that came in earlier, like last weekend. And it's obviously because it's so cold, it hasn't gone anywhere. But I haven't gotten any runs outside, not going to the gym to run on the treadmill. Don't have a treadmill here at the house. So I'm trying to find other ways to be productive and not running. But if I were running and I were cold, I would definitely pee on myself. But then you know, it would just freeze and it would defeat the purpose and you'd be freezing all over. But it would uh, feel really good for about for five that, seconds. For that, oh, for that one moment, it would feel it. like heaven. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so why you're not running? Um... No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm running-ish, but I haven't run in a few days here, only because, well, we got some nasty weather. I went out for a run on Wednesday and uh, got my shoes on, went outside, stepped in the street, looked dry. I mean, it looked wet, but it looked like it was safe. It was like a very, very fine glaze, like every other stride. Were j- yeah, was- those... Um- what do you call it? So you can put on the bottom of your shoe. Those are things. Those things, but yak tracks. Yeah, no. they're great. Is it, was it like spikes? Yeah, Kinda, yeah. It's good if you're running on snow. I can see that, but th- there's not this. There was the streets were clear. No, no, it was just like no, okay. a very very thin glaze of ice on the streets, and like every other step, I could feel, and it wasn't much, but it was just enough that my foot would just like slide forward or slide yeah. backward, and I was just like. Eh. This is going to be a knee injury waiting to happen. So I like took three strides and shut it down and ended up walking just a little bit and went inside. But yeah, it's it's hard. And when you don't have a treadmill access conveniently in your home or you're not really prepared to go run at the gym, what else are you going to do? So not really running right now. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm trying to check other things off my list, like build ice rinks. <laughs> Wait, what? That's pretty cool. You got to see this. You got to look at his. So I, I saw people in Colorado do this. They literally built an ice skating rink in the backyard. Yeah, and they do it they up north a lot, hard. like in Minnesota. And you know, if you live in Canada, I think it's like a must do. Everybody's got to have one in their backyard. But um, my son likes to ice skate and likes to play hockey. And we have no ice rink anywhere in location. No, location anywhere near us. So. I saw the weather forecast was going to be pretty crappy for the next uh, week and a half or two weeks or maybe longer. So I went to uh, Lowe's, got some two by 12s, built a uh, ice rink in the backyard, filled it up with water last weekend. And Wednesday he was skating. It was fun. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is really neat. It looks awesome. Have you skated? Uh, I don't have skates, but I did stand on it, too. I'm like the Zamboni operator. I'm the maintenance man. <laughs> I sweep off the little Zamboni. snow dustings, and I make sure I flood it with a nice little coat and try to make it smooth. And Anyway, it was kind of fun to do. Well, next year, Sweet. we'll expand it. You have a bunch of like kids over? 
No, that's an insurance policy that I do not have. Uh, that, uh, yeah, there's a, no kid invites in the neighborhood. So I'm just waiting for like one of the neighborhood kids to sneak onto it, bust his butt, and then I get a phone call from a parent or something. So Yeah, I didn't think about that. So what's new with you? What's new with me? Um, I did go running in the snow. On Sunday, I went out. We had a bunch of snow, and I went out. Did the same kind of thing, like took a couple of cautious steps to see if it was going to be, if I was going to have traction or not. And it turned out it was like mostly snow, but a lot of slush. But I walked the first mile and then I was good and I it felt great. It was a it was a really good run. It's the longest I've run in a long time. So I felt really good about that. Um, I leave for Disney in a week. So I'm like, countdown is on for Princess. Princess would be weekend but i get to see my daughter so i'm excited about that otherwise it's just the same old stuff around here just going to work coming home and watching netflix nice that's it (laughs) what are you watching on netflix well actually we just finished yellowstone that was on peacock and that is with kevin costner about the cowboys out in uh montana and it ends with quite a bang. So I'm anxiously awaiting the next season now. That was good. And now we just started Firefly, Fly, Fly, Firefly Lane. Oh, I started watching that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. I like the actresses in that. Mm-hmm. Same. What about you, Brittany? So, well, I started watching Firefly Lane. And uh, I also saw that Modern Family is on Hulu now all the seasons. And that was something that my mom was watching before she passed. And, you know, so when I was up there, we'd catch it. But I've never been able to watch the whole thing. So <gasps> That's um, a great I show. Watching, I know. Like, it's a great like, oh, show. Right? Um, I've been doing my center workout still. And I, I have done something to my quads. I, is that what the front part of your upper leg is, right? Is mm-hmm. the quads? Like, it's yeah. not a fire, good burning. It hurts. It hurts bad. Um, but I still went out and I ran last night. So I did, like, three, a little over three miles at the park after work. Um, and then I, I got up this morning, and I didn't want to, but I did my little it, – it, it was just, like, a little bonus thing this morning. Um, but they just hurt. So I'm glad tomorrow's just a stretch, and then we'll see how I feel over the weekend. And we're going to go to Alabama and see our friends, the Thebos. Nice. Um, and Kenny's family and go to Papa Do's for, for dinner one night. So you should have a nice relaxing weekend. Good. Nice. And then Kenny, I come home today after this extremely stressful day at work, right? Just like nonstop. I couldn't <laughs> wait to just pour myself a drink, even though I'm not supposed to be drinking over the, during the week. And Kenny's like, I want to show you something in the garage. It's like really cool. I think you're really going to like it. I'm like, well, just I think show it to me before I go up and change. She goes, he was like trying to put a record or something in a, in a thing and, and it was owner operator, but so whatever. So I go upstairs, I change, come back down and I'm standing at the garage door and he's like, no, no, come here and look. And I'm looking at the stairs. Remember my quads effing hurt. Fine. Come down the stairs. That M effer blew this fucking air horn so fucking loud scared the fucking shit out of me you are just gonna have to believe it because there's nothing else i can say but that and he's dead to me now all you did was blow an air horn that's what he was doing that's what he did. He blew an effing air horn and scared the shit out of me. And look at him. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And of course, my daughter played right with him. Mom, it's really cool. You're going to like it. <laughs> They're all oh dead to gosh. me. I Happy Valentine's you. weekend. Oh, you all. oh, my goodness. Oh. But I have beer, so I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> Good beer. <laughs> Kenny, how's the belching going? Uh, hey, we're uh, according to the Apple Watch. I don't know how accurate you want to, you know, the source is, but according to that, I have won the Guinness Book of World Records loudest belch from this guy Yay, right Kenny. here. Congratulations! Yay. We can say we friend, Kenny. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. You need to get a certificate. I do, I do. So if anybody's out there that's listening, if there's anybody at all, you should definitely frame a certificate and send it to me. No glitter. 
<laughs> no That'd be glitter. Great. No glitter. <laughs> what do you have against glitter? I it gets everywhere. You know it is. You and your sprinkles glitter. and glitter. Yeah, I can't do that. Valentine's Anyways. Day, baby. Man, you just fired the horn. <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, louder than that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So you asked Ryan what I'm up to? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching Brittany work out in the morning. It's great. And while I'm drinking my coffee in the bed, and she's like busting her hump, it's great. I love like, yelling at her. Get down farther. You're not doing it right. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, this is a G-rated so podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's so great watching her do her, her thing. I, uh-huh. her, I, I want her to like get the be- you know the most out of what she's doing. I'm trying to encourage her you know, to, to, to be exactly what the trainer is trying to do, and she's flipping me off. I don't get it. Whatever. So. I'm doing that. I'm drinking coffee. I'm going to work. I'm working on Jeeps because that's what I do on the side job. You know, I'm not getting paid for it, but I'm learning. It's so much fun. We're watching a little bit of Marvel here and there. I'm watching uh, Modern Family, which is super crazy because I've never even seen this before. But she loves it, and it's cool with me. I'm kind of getting into it a little bit. A little bit. Don't tell her that, but it's, it's a little bit. The first episode of Big Bang, he said, this is stupid. And then yeah, he got addicted. It was, so. it, 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 it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But we're doing the whole Marvel thing with a timeline. We're trying to get, you know, the whole walk, walk the path type thing. And uh, eventually, I'm sure we'll get into Mandalorian and Grogu. And you know, we'll repeat the Karate Kid saga crap. And then back to that. Stranger Things. This, Stranger Things. We'll mix it all in. But uh, yeah, that's 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 me. That's that Kenny's show. life. <laughs> that's here I am. Here I am, and I drink beer. All right. <laughs> this is Kenny Guinness record holder. That's me. If any of you kids have not ever seen Revenge of the Nerds, go watch it and look for Booger. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You mentioned watching TV shows, and there was one that Gina and I watched last night, the Britney Spears documentary uh, that the New York Times did, and it's on Hulu if you guys want to watch it. Oops, I did it again. The Diane Sawyer interview that everybody's talking about was incredible. Back then, this was like, what, 15 years ago, 10, 15, it was 2000... 2007? Stop showing our age. Stop oh, showing our age. So about 10, 15 years ago. A few years ago. ago. And, <laughs> a few years ago. 10, 15 <laughs> years ago. And nobody at this time batted an eye to that interview, right? It was no, nobody brought up any concern about the questions that she was asking. And I just found all that completely fascinating because I watch it now and I'm like, how did that happen? Hmm. It is, I guess, kind of hopeful that seen it now 10 15 years later that it's like oh holy crap that there's no way that that was right and i'm all for free britney so yes free britney anyway it's incredible you kind of got to watch it but it's it's it is hopeful that uh you know mental health is being a subject that is talked about openly and not so much just kind of like a try to sweep it under the rug kind of thing and that we can go back now and think of how incredibly irresponsible that era was so Anyways, on to positive stuff. We have a guest. Yeah. Yay. Stop it. We have a guest. We who have is a it? guest. We have a who guest. is it? We have a guest. <laughs> but who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Joining What's us up? today is our friend Bill Taylor. Hey, whoa, whoa, hi, whoa, Bill. Whoa. Hey, up, how's it Bill? going? Thank you for that warm welcome. You're in a bar. I am in a bar. You have a Grogu like in a bar. Tiki tiki. He's 50 years old. He's of age. He's good. <laughs> He's 50 years old. <laughs> Such a little baby at <laughs> 50. <laughs> Welcome, Bill. How are you doing? Not too bad. A little bit chilly. I know you were talking about how cold it was there, but it's uh, it's cold, but we'll survive. I'd rather be cold than 110, like it'll be in a few months. Cold mm. in Texas. Yeah. It takes a lot yeah. to get cold in Texas, right? Uh, it's a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Pretty rare thing, but I kind of enjoy it. You want some snow and ice? 
No. It's coming. <laughs> I don't want the ice. You can keep the ice all you want for your backyard. But no, I'd uh, <laughs> snow. You can bring it. We don't get to see it very often. <laughs> so, Bill, we brought you on because you're a dear friend of ours. We met you. Gosh, how long has it been? We talked 10, 15 years ago. How that's flown by. What is two thousand? Bill is going to remind me how we met, actually, yeah. because I feel like it was at a meet and greet with Mickey Myler's. Mm. I don't know if it was Mickey Myler's sponsored this particular meet and greet, but we just we started running in 2014. So our first race was Avengers 2014, and and back in Disneyland, rest in peace when it was open. Um, <laughs> And then I think the I know the first time we met I met you and Kenny was at Wine and Dine 2015. That the, that's the what half, I was thinking. The quarter marathon. Uh, okay. The half of the half. Really? And that's that when was we had the, the big. First? That was the first. I Don, I like think I've we met forever. Yeah, we we talked online because we got to know all right. the milers back in all 2014, leading up to the race, yeah. and then that next year. So we there was a lot of anticipation built up when we finally got when me and Jennifer finally got to meet everybody. And then Donna, I think we met you and John at Disneyland. I don't know if it was for Star Wars or for the Disneyland half, but I remember, I think that's when we first may have met you. Well, I was at Wine and Dine 2015. So okay. I know, I'm pretty sure I saw you guys too, but you're, but that's like a more prominent time, like more time spent together was Disney, I, right. Disneyland. I mean, that Star Wars won the next year, but John. Was that when you all me. met Sean Austin? Yes, I did. I <laughs> did. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Phil, so I don't know that. if you would have met John until Paris. Is that right? <sighs> no, me, I think me. it was that Disneyland race. I think it was the Disneyland half early on because it oh, was like. Oh, you're right. He did come. That he did come that first one. That's right. He did. We were in all California okay. Adventure, sitting down yes. having a beer. Right, and right, some, right. As shocking as that is, and some food. Yeah. But, I think that was it. And then, Ryan, I think you were wine and dine as well when we first met you. Yeah, I was trying the to think about it. The caveman, yeah, I was laughing. Was that mind. really the first time? I know. It feels like it, it should have been sooner. Like, I, don't what know a, that's a, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. That Man, it feels like forever that we've known. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a compliment. It okay. is. Don and I were talking about this er earlier, and part of it is that some of these relationships that we've developed, you kind of think back of the actually first actual meeting, and it's hard to recall the first actual meeting because we knew each other through social media so long before that. I mean, we talked online and Facebook groups for, what, a year or so prior to actually meeting in person? And so by that point, you felt like you had a pretty good face-to-name uh, relationship. I was going to say that maybe it was 2015 Marathon Weekend, and we had a Kona Cafe breakfast. Was it? Kona no, Cafe? it was. That was one. I didn't. We didn't do Marathon 2015. That was oh. our. our uh, we did Star Wars that next week. Which race was it? It was. That? It was the Wine and Dine. Yes. Was so it Wine I and got, Dine? Uh, yeah. Yes, because we, me and Jennifer had booked it, and we had 44 reservations for oh that morning to book the whole restaurant. That and that's cute. when I got talked in. That's when I got talked into. I look like a psycho. I was. I got talked into wearing my buddy costume to breakfast. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, that's uh, right. I was yes. gonna go back to the room. I was yes. gonna go back to the room and change yes. after the race. That is but right. Gen but everybody, Jennifer and everybody, were like, "No, where to the?" I was like, "Okay." And it's like when you show up to the Halloween costume contest and you're the only one in a costume. <laughs> I couldn't walk more than five feet at, at Polynesian without somebody stopping me for a picture. And I was like, oh, okay, get your picture. And the funny thing was we ran into the real buddy. The guy from Cake Boss was there that morning. Yes, he was. I remember that. And Ohana what? missed the chance. I missed the chance for a photo op. I got a picture oh, with him I and Jennifer. She's that. a big fan. He was there with his family eating breakfast wow. at Ohana. But oh, no, I, cool. the funny thing was I walked down to the front counter of Polly, and if this is too much of a tangent, let me know. And I wanted to get a, a lay for everybody. And I said, can I have 44 lays? They didn't even, they looked at me and didn't blink an eye. They just handed me <laughs> to so I'm walking up the stairs with 44 lays on my arms to give out to everybody. But that was a fun day. But we, we owned that rest. We owned Kona that day. We had the whole thing. Is that when Ryan fell in love with the uh, wait, waitress? No, that was the when you fell in love with the waitress. No, that, that was, was a later Star race. race. Star Wars, yeah. So I, I do have to say that, that Bill, your costumes are the best, hands down. <laughs> like, I love you. I love you oh, as Buddy. <laughs> I love you as the Shamrock. 
the leprechaun. Oh. I love as Maui. As Do you remember him Thor. as Maui? Like, oh, I hate, Maui. I hated that wig, though. I don't know how y'all with long hair do it because the whole wind kept blowing the hair in my face. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> it was fun. Your I, I costumes it. are epic. I love it. It goes all in. Well, Bill, we'll get the Maui and the caveman together one day again and, and uh, <laughs> run a race. Maui got yeah. shaved, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've still got the wig and everything, so we can break it out of a box. There you go. <laughs> well, Bill, we bring you on because you posted on Facebook, and, and I think this is something that um, kind of hit each of us in different ways. We thought it would be great to have you on here and just have a discussion about motivation. Do you mind if I read your post? Not at all. All right. So this is Bill's uh, Facebook post says, I'm in the worst shape I've been since I started running Journey six plus years ago. After a couple injuries and setbacks in 2019, 2020, and then frankly losing all motivation interest to run as last year went on, it didn't take long to lose my way. Well, I'm determined to change that in 2021. And the first step was today. It felt like I was wearing ankle weights and a loaded backpack, but I got it done nonetheless. Now to also fix what goes on in the kitchen as you can't do one without the other. One day at a time, and I will use the hopes of the future in-person race as my carrot. See you all out there on the road. It's great to uh, to read that and find a little spark, and thought we could all use a little spark from your restarting of your journey. Yeah, I think everybody has different things that motivate us, and so that was kind of the driving force behind this. Like, what is it that finally made you say, all right, I've got to change? Or like what you said is your motivating factor is to see people at future races. Because they're, you know, it might be slow, may not be as quick as we want it to be, but they're going to come back and we'll see it in these, you know, in the months to come. And so that can be the carrot kind of dangling in front of you or, you know, for everybody, it's something different. And whether it is a thing that is motivating you or a feeling that's motivating you or a uh, goal that you have, I don't know, they're all different, but I think we could all mention things that just help us to keep going or get us to restart or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I think sometimes and sometimes for motivation, you're running towards something and sometimes you're running from something. Mm-hmm. And I think with I think with me, it's a little bit of both. Uh, you nailed it with the in-person races that I'm a, I'm a goal oriented person. And that's always been, you know, there was a time early on in running where PRs came easy because every distance was the first distance time you ran that distance. So automatic PR. And then there were times that, you know, I would, I was able to beat my half marathon time and I was ecstatic and I hit a number I never thought I would hit, but then those get fewer and far between and stop. So you have to find other goals. And I found distances. And then I've started having, you know, with costumes and stuff, having a lot more fun in races. And so that was my goal is to look forward to the next race. And as you know, 2020, he put a stop to all that. So that I, I didn't have those in-person races to look forward to, to be my carrot, uh, to keep me going towards that. So that was, I lost a little bit of that. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think you know, Disney races, we've all done a ton of them. I, to me, it's been a, it's been a good thing for me and a bad thing for me. Um, when I first started running Disney races and I think Brittany even scolded me one time is that I wasn't stopping to take pictures. I wasn't stopping to have fun. She was like, you got to do this. You got to do this. But I was always going out there. I was running for time. I was like, well, I've got, that's why you run. You run for time. Why would you stop and have fun and all this stuff? And that's just my idiocy and competitiveness. But I started doing that and I loved it. And I've met some wonderful people through it. Wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But the downside of the Disney races is you can kind of let your guard down a little bit. And I can do just enough and still finish the Disney marathon without it. And that's not bragging at all. That's just you find what you the minimum of what you can do to finish something. And everybody has their own speed and their own goals. And to me, that allowed me to relax my goals a little bit. But as I said, wouldn't trade the thing for the world there. Um, but I'm looking forward. I know they're going to come again, uh, the in-person races. Heck, I even enjoyed you know, getting together at destinations with friends. And there may be running involved, maybe not, but that's enough of a carrot to kind of keep me going if that stuff happens. But in terms of running from something, and not to get too deep on here, um, you know, I'm running from who I used to be. And I know this is, I remember that conversation, Donna, that Jennifer and I and you and John had. And we, shared a pic, we showed a picture of what we used to look like just maybe two years before we met you. And, you know, I lost 150 pounds from where I was and I've been big boned all my life. I'll use that term. I've been, you know, fat all my life. 
And to finally get to a place I never thought, I don't ever want to go back to where I was. And sure, I've gained some weight since then. I've not gotten back to where I was anywhere close, but I'm not where I want to be. And so I, I do look at those pictures from time to time. I have it saved as a favorite on my phone as a motivation of what I'm running from. Hmm. And I kind of use that as a blended approach because I don't want to go back to that because I remember how miserable I was. And, um, you know, I just I there's so much in life I couldn't do because of that. And so I don't want to go back to that again. So sorry not to bring the show down, but I, it, I do kind of both of those keep me motivated. One's a carrot, one's a stick to kind of keep Dad, you going. You and I are oh, so alike. Awesome. Like, like I could say that that's exactly my journey as well, you know, and thinking about this this week, you know, because this is something that is near and dear to my heart because I lost it. I lost my motivation, you know. Um, I lost everything that I had built um, in that short time. And those are my two things. Like, I, I had epiphany that if I had moved to Georgia, not knowing any of you, not having met any of the running community, not, you know, the team shenanigans, none of that happening, I would not run again. I don't think, I, I think I'd be way heavier and I think I'd be done and I'd be on the couch with Kenny because there's nothing, like there's still, even though I stopped running and I was depressed and I was going through a lot of stuff in my head, I knew I was going to get back to it because that's the only way I would see you guys again. Mm. And yep. that was, that was my motivation. And then the second motivation is I knew how far I had come and I knew what I could look like. And I knew that I was getting further and further away from that. And when I lost the weight, I said, I will never get there again. I will never gain that weight again. And of course, you know, life happens. And, and like I said, I moved, I got depressed. Um, and I, I gained a lot of weight back. I'm not where I was. I, I'm nowhere near where I was. And since the new year, I mean, I've, I've now I'm going in the right direction, right? Because I'm, I'm in a better place mentally. Um, I'm definitely in a better place physically. Um, but it took a long time to get there. And I think, you know, to the third part you said where you can keep beating your goals, that was something that motivated me too. like, oh my God, I can do better. You know, my first half was almost three hours. And then I was two hours and 35 minutes. And then my best was 208. You know, what can I do in a full? And then everybody knows that that was the moment that, that beat me was working so hard to get what I knew I could get on a full and not making it because of weather and, and other situations. Um, but then that coupled with moving completely defeated me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, that, when I read that, I was like, that's me. Like yeah. you and I are just of the same heart and of the same journey. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm really glad Donna suggested this because it, it is near and dear to my heart. And I think that there's just, you know, I think there's so many people out there that this is going to happen on some level. Right. Um, so it's, what is it? You've, you've got to find out what motivates you. You know, I shared something with all of you earlier, not, not you, Bill, but I sent a text um, because I'm on that center app and they have a Facebook page and somebody said, you know, I see all these people who, and I have friends that like, they love going to the gym and they love lifting weights and that's like their, their life and they get so much out of it and they can't wait to go. And I just, I'm not that person. Right. And, and it's because for some people it motivates them to get that rush at the gym and, and to lift the weights and all that other people it's, it's, you know, the weight loss, it's the social aspect. Like for me, it's the classes. I'm bored just going and lifting weights, but I like the classes. I like the social aspect. I need to be with you guys. I need to run again so I can see you again and I can spend time with you again. You know, it, it's maybe I want to eat a pizza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, sometimes I it's calorie count. Eight miles to eat the pizza. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you've got to find what motivates you and it, and it is not the same for everybody. And there's so many things out there that will derail you, you know, like, again, the center app's great, but it's motivating. But I also see these people that have like, just dropped so much weight and they look amazing. And here I am like maybe a pound a week. Right. And I'm nowhere near that. And it, and you can let that derail you. You can let that insecurity derail you. You know, there's um, just so many things that you have to be aware of and you have to overcome and maybe not be on social media if that's going to, you know, sabotage what you're trying to do. Yeah. Sometimes a comparison game can really be a problem. Yeah. I mean, and you may not even know that it's that, that that's what it is. You know? Right. Right. 
I mean, I, I have found I'm seeing a lot lately of, you know, everybody and their brother has a Peloton or is at least using the Peloton app. Right. <laughs> app, and, right. And so many people are posting the pictures of, oh, I did this class with this person and this class with this person. And it, I find that it makes me feel like if I'm not doing this, I am feeling somehow. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, you can't let your brain think that way you know you have to have your own set of rules and your own goals and your own motivation and use that to get you to where you want to be but and your own purpose and and yeah to, to that that's what I've been like preaching this whole year because you know before I would work out two hours a day minimum right I would run in the morning I'd go to a class at night maybe three classes right it would always be something like that and here it's like trying to find 30 minutes. And it, and when you do that, it's like, well, I only have 30 minutes. That's not enough. So I'm not going to work out. Yeah. Instead of let me make the most of this 30 minutes or this 20 minutes. Right. It was such a hard and it's mental. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. in your head. And, and it's just so hard to overcome that. But once you become you a do, master of excuses. Go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that, that's something I always said. The hardest part about working out is lacing up your shoes and going. Absolutely. That's the hardest oh, part. Oh, for sure. Because, man, once you just put your shoes on and you go, you feel great. Mm-hmm. And you're it's 100% mental. Because I remember days in 2014, 2015, when we were on that exciting part of the early journey of running. I remember Jennifer coming out in the car one time to find me. I was out running in the hail. And, you know, I didn't mind. I had rain gear on. I'm out running. I didn't care. I was out running. Nowadays, you know, oh, there's a 5% chance of rain. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm out. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'll, I'll work on it tomorrow. And it's That's just, right. it's all mental. You're, you know, you're, the, the environment didn't change in that time. It's just how you're reacting to it and where you're at mentally. And it's your own demons can be your worst enemy sometimes. Very true. You talked about a lot of the carrots that you would use to kind of fuel your exercise journey and 2020 wiped out many of those carrots, you know, the destination races, the medals, the seeing friends. Uh, What's the thought process when all of that starts to go away? That's great. I I think if I had the answer, I probably wouldn't have posted that on Facebook. I wouldn't be in that situation if I knew the answer. But I think you have to be honest with yourself and is like, is there a carrot that's going to be attractive enough to keep you going on that journey? So if it's if there's if I know there's not going to be any destination races and I don't necessarily love running, I I don't know if I need to fall back in love with running again and getting up in the morning and running every day or whatever. I have to be honest about that. If that's not what's going to be what I'm using as my tool to get in better shape, I need to find that next tool. Whether I jump on the bandwagon with Peloton and uh, drop a chunk or of center. change there or or center. something. Center, center. There you go. I'm gonna look that up. I made a note when you mentioned that. I, yeah, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that it's before. It's good. It's good. I just have to figure out what that is, Ryan. Because my whole thing is, as I said to, in one of the comments on that post, was I just I want to keep moving. And to me, it's not about you know, it's not about appearance. I'm very happily married, so it's not about me trying to just look better for whatever reasons for social. But you know, reasons. I disagree with that to a certain extent because for me, it's not about a appearance for Kenny. Kenny, I, I always thought Kenny was a chubby chaser, right? <laughs> but there was, there, you know, being someone who was so big my whole life to see what I could be and what I could look like and the clothes I could wear and how good I felt, it's not about looking good for somebody else. It's looking good for you. Yep. So, I just want to, I want to look at what I consider normal and everybody's yeah, normal yeah, yeah. is different. And I could finally shop at normal stores because I'm tall too. I, I, I'm not just heavy back then. I was also tall. So six foot five and heavy. Hard combination back then to find clothes in the store. So I was ecstatic to be able to actually buy normal clothes. So my motivation is more around trying to be what I would consider normal, just healthier. And it's all it's all about health and longevity and just uh, being able to see you know my kids grow up and, and get older and get married themselves. So it's my motivations are different now than chasing PRs. It's more around just trying to be as healthy as I can. And was there a particular moment through this time that led up to the Facebook post that really made you just kind of pause and be like, all right, this is it. Enough's enough. I, I'm, I'm doing this. I don't, it was actually before my physical, so I can't blame it on having to step on the scale and talking to my doctor. So I'd love to say that was the, the moment of, uh, of clarity. 
I think I just had enough, and I don't, I'm not a normally person to bear my soul on Facebook like that or any social media platform. But I'd kind of I came back and and I from my run, and it was not a great run. I mean, I ran like a mile and a half, and I resorted back to the old Galloway days of the workouts you used to do, and just kind of did my run, walk, run, and took it easy. But um, I don't know if I was just feeling the endorphins, whatever you feel after the workout. I felt inspired, and I was like, if I put it out there, then it's real and maybe somebody, you know, to help hold myself accountable because, you know, That's what goal I was oriented, say. you got to have something mm-hmm. to drive yourself. So if I put it out there, then it's, it's known and I have to, you know, I don't want to yep. let people down or I don't let myself down actually. And, uh, that, that was really my motivation there, Ryan, there was no greater purpose or calling there. It's just, I came back and had been thinking about it obviously for several months. And I guess just the moment struck me and I decided to throw it out there to, for that extra motivation. And, you know, accountability. To, to that, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say to that point, you know, we talked once about why I would, I mean, not just me, but why I would throw myself out there and say, you know, how, how depressed I've been or the journey that I've been struggling with and whatnot. And I said, you know, if I can help somebody, if yeah. what I say can resonate with somebody, because I can't be the only one out there feeling like this. And it's not for attention and it's not for, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's accountability. It's also because I just know that if I'm feeling that somebody else is feeling that. And when you posted that, I think, I think that's exactly what happened. You know, even Donna, she's the one who, like I said, she brought it up, but I read that and I felt everything that you said. And I think I even said that we're on the same journey. Like, I love you. And and so I, I just I thank you for posting that and for opening yourself up. But I think it's important for us to be real like that. You know, it's not all sunshine and daisies. Now, I was amazed at the response on that, just the amount of people that were like, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I think we all I kind of knew I can't be the only one, but you don't know sometimes. Right. And I, I, if there's a two or three people, I've had two or three, several people reach out to me on the side and say, you know, thanks. That got me back to the, I'm back to the gym today or somebody, I know somebody else who started a new diet plan yesterday and then something else. And if, if that happens to one other person, I consider that a success, but that wasn't my motivation. It was just more to share and, and to kind of let people know where I was at. And, uh, and uh, as I said, for the accountability piece, but I'm glad if the, I'm, I'm very happy with the response. Yeah. I think accountability, it can, it can be both accountability and camaraderie. Because yeah. when you know there's other people struggling in that same place and you can just be kind of cheering each other on, I think that works in your favor as well. So it can be motivating to put yourself out there and to then want to be able to say, hey, I did this. I accomplished what I was looking to try to do. But it's also, you know, then you get these people rallying around you. And I mean, yeah. it, it cannot it doesn't feel bad for someone to say, hey, thanks for letting me know you were struggling. It does. It it's, it's just a it's a good thing to know you're not alone. That is for sure. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think it, that's another part of motivation. Is what I was going to say is in a in a group setting. If you if you go in it as a group and you're all like there were several virtual runs that I did as a group and it was very um, motivating to be able to track your miles with each other and know that everybody was doing their part. So that was another way to keep, to kind of keep you going in something. And or, you know, there's lots of people who do these streaks that go on for days. And when you have to post it somewhere and you don't want to be the one who missed it, that's another way to, you know, to keep you motivated. So there's this there's just tons of ways that'll help you out. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be just a, a journey you're doing by yourself, I guess, is my point. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think that that was the hard part about 2020 is, you know, mm-hmm. we couldn't go to the gym. We couldn't go to our classes. And, you know, like I said, with me moving down here, I lost those people that in Virginia, I had so many people I could run with or do Zumba with or do uh, cycle with or whatever. And I come here and I have nothing. So, again, if it hadn't been for the knowledge of you guys that eventually I wanted to be able to run with you and, and, and or be with you. And in order to do that, I need to run. You know, that was the only thing that kept me in that mindset that I got to get back to it, you know? So then what do you do now that you can't necessarily go to the gym and you don't have those people? Um, I will say that I've been saved because I'm, I'm blessed with some great friends, Donna being one of them where we get together with our celebrity. We can't say their names. Um, 
once a week on a Zoom call or, <laughs> you know, sometimes twice a week, we get together just <laughs> to talk while we run or walk or, or whatever. Um, so that is, that's an option too. You know, we don't live next to each other, but it doesn't mean that with technology, there's ways that you can get together still and work out and, and, you know, laugh and have fun. And also that accountability, because you just knowing that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to do this means nothing. But knowing that I got to wake up and Kenny knows I'm supposed to work out, you know, that that's more of an accountability thing or knowing that, you know, tonight I'm supposed to get on with the girls and, and do a workout. That's an accountability thing. Granted, we kind of cancel for certain reasons, but that's okay. <laughs> celebrities, celebrities get very busy. You it know? happens. So it stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> but when it when we do get together, it's magic and it's wonderful. So I encourage everybody to to try to find that alternative solution. You can't be face to face, but you can still be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to have someone along the journey with you. I, I think it just it adds to the motivation and determination hold each other accountable and it just moves it's easier to move a ball forward uh with multiple people than it is by yourself so i think it's i think it's great to have other people involved and share the journey so Brittany mentioned uh sharing out with uh, some people on facetime zoom calls whatnot what are some other ways that that someone can try to get the ball rolling again I guess come to be honest with yourself, and I haven't put thought into this, so I'm kind of uh, off the hip here. But if you're, we've talked about the carrot and kind of how to re, re, how to rediscover that carrot by connecting with friends, either virtually or the the live race is coming back. But I think it's also being honest to go down to the other side of it about what you're running from and what got you there in the first place. And I and I mentioned this in my in one of the comments on the post as well. It's not just about the running or the fitness piece of it. It's also about what I'm putting in my body, what I'm eating. And I think, mm-hmm. I think Brittany, it might've even been you several years ago. I think you said fitness starts in the gym and, and health starts in the kitchen or something like that. Wait, so it's weight, it's fitness starts in the gym or on the road with running yep. and weight loss, weight loss weight is in loss. the kitchen. Yeah. Yep. That's, that stuck with me over the years. So I've stuck I've, with me too, buddy. See? Yeah. <laughs> and I found out you can't outrun your diet is you, you, you can't run enough can't miles because 2020s will happen where the running doesn't happen. If the bad eating habits are there, then that continues and the weight comes on. So the other part that I'm trying to do is I was very honest with myself and saying my habits are terrible. My eating habits are terrible. I actually tried to be, I think I, t- I think I mentioned that to at least one of y'all that I tried to be a vegetarian about a year or so ago. And when you're a vegetarian who doesn't eat vegetables, that's a bad combination. Because <laughs> that's a lot of rice and other stuff that it's just not pizza, really good. Pasta. Yeah, yeah, it's not good for yeah. you. A lot of cheese pizza, that's vegetarian, right? <laughs> um, a lot of bad stuff for you. So I, I had to be honest about that. And so I've tried, I started a few days ago, I started on a new kind of, it's, I wouldn't call it a diet, but it's a way of looking at food. And we have some some wonderful mutual friends in the Thebos who had shared with me a couple of months ago, something they are doing. And then I've started oh, trying yeah, to, I saw that. it's, I'm only on day three now. So I, I you know, I don't want to be an infomercial or anything for them. It's, it's definitely forcing me to address bad habits, which is what I needed. I didn't need something to tell me, you know, temporarily only eat uh, donuts and you'll lose the weight. And I've, I, over my life, I've done every gimmick I think that's out there. And this is more of a way of addressing some of your your bad habits or your demons when it comes to food. So I'm hopeful it'll stick. I, I think I know that's got to come. And then the exercise part is, is working as well. I don't have any dreams that I'll get back to or, or, or desire to get back to where I was back in 2014 weight-wise. Because I look at pictures and I think sometimes I look sick. But maybe that's what I would look like if I was a thin person. I don't know. But I'd be happy with getting somewhere in between where I'm at now and where I was then. But I think that's the other motivator I have now is to is to fix that, uh, to get the full picture of health, not just getting out there doing more miles or, or getting a new distance, which was – so when I stopped getting PRs, then I started looking for longer distances. So I did a mm-hmm. full. And then I was like, oh, I did a full. I want to finish Big Sur. You know, I want to be a quali- you know, in a qualifying time. I want to finish Big Sur. So I did that. Oh, let me do – I want to do an ultra. So I did an ultra. Then let me do a, a triathlon. I did a triathlon. But like the triathlon and the ultra so far have been one and done because that was like, okay, I checked that box. What's next? I couldn't find that next carrot to push me, to keep pushing me there other than the races. That was the thing that kept me going was Mm -hmm. races with friends. And uh, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, what you mentioned earlier, finding what you're running from. I think that's probably 
probably the biggest, most important, because that's, you know, something from within. And that's not something that's just dangling out there externally from you, right? You know, the whole uh, extrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation. And in all reality, what's really going to keep you driving when those carrots all disappear, as they did in 2020, is what's inside it. What's getting you up off the couch? What's getting you out of bed each day? And that motivation is what is probably the most important one to grab onto because that's going to be the most sustainable. When you're out there chasing medal after medal or race destination after race destination, some of that can disappear. And once you, as you mentioned, Bill, with the tries and and the ultra marathon, once you check the box, that motivation can kind of wane or disappear altogether. And then what? Then you got to find something. Then you got to run what? 100Ks or 100 milers. And, you know, where does it end? And I mean, trying to keep finding something shiny to chase after can be exhausting. And then what happens when you chase that shiny object and you come up short? And then the motivation just goes. Yeah, a lot of times that shiny one's fool's gold. So you got to be really careful (laughs) about making that your motivation. I think we're all guilty of signing up for races and chasing those medals and finding those, you know, running as many races as possible. There was the years where we were signing up for every race possible because we wanted to keep chasing the next thing. And, and what happened after all that, we slowly started getting burnt out on doing races Yep. and (laughs) you lose what the original purpose was. And it's, it's easy to lose sight of the goal altogether. Because what you never remember, you don't remember, oh, man, I really sprinted good between mile eight and mile eight and a quarter on that, you know, Disney half marathon. No, you remember the fun that you had mm-hmm. with your friends. And I think what's been what's been great is having some weekends or destinations, as I said earlier, where we've been able to get together as friends and maybe we do some light running in the morning just for fitness, not for a race, not for anything. And you don't have to get up right. at two o'clock in the morning. That's stupid. Like Run Disney oh. makes you do. But the, the the purpose of the trip was about having fun and getting to spend time with friends. And I think that's, that's been great. Cause I think the, the rest of it was just, you know, pushing you to, to run for the sake of it when you can still find fitness things to do, but still get that scratch that itch of being with friends. We had one other friend of the podcast who, when I asked him what we should talk about, he actually said that. And it was Sam. He said, you guys need to figure out where we can go to meet up where there's no races involved. <laughs> So, I mean, and that might be, that could be a motivation in and of itself, you know, you, that you just want to get together and you want to look a certain way when you're there, or you want to be able to feel a certain way when you're there, or you know that there is going to be some recreational running. And, you know, so you just, you, you're motivated for that, or that's your, that's your, um, that's the prize you get. If you can keep yourself going for this amount of time, then you get to meet up with these people somewhere. So, Nothing Sign us wrong up. With this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with meeting on a beach somewhere, right? Well, and I think, yeah. you know, to Ryan, to your point, you were talking about, you know, do something sustainable. I think that, you know, we get into these these fad diets as well, hmm. you know, and, and it's just not sustainable. And so I, I kind of know what you're doing, Bill, because I saw um, the Thebos as well. And I, I, I think that that's great. But that was something I said about Center the meal plans on there are something that I think in the very beginning, I said, even if I don't lose any weight, I'm sticking with this because I feel great. Mm-hmm. I feel you, you, you feel when you eat wrong, how bad yep. it makes you feel and how sluggish you get Absolutely. versus, versus eating healthy to, and food that fuels you properly so that you can, you know, work out and, and just feel good. And, and that's, I, I think that, you know, I, I see people like our super celebrity friend and I, right. So one thing that, that finally was my wake up call, you know, I knew that I needed to get on that scale. We talked about that fear of the scale, right. I knew I needed to, and I would stand backwards if I went to the doctor doctor, I didn't want to see it really because I knew it was that bad. So I finally was like, I'm going to do it. So she did it with me and we were both like, Oh crap. We're, we're over, basically we're over 200. Um, she went and she paid money to, to learn how to eat and lose weight. And she lost it quick and she looks amazing. And I'm so happy for her, but that wasn't something I could do. Right. 
but I could do this and my journey is a lot slower, but I feel great. I feel, I really feel great, you know? So again, I just encourage everybody to find that sustainable because it's got to be sustainable, right? Because I could have looked at her, we went together and she was skinny mini and she looked amazing. And here I am still a heifer, right? But I knew my journey was still hers. It's just going to take me longer. I didn't let it get me down, you know? I knew that what I was doing was going to take longer and there were still things that I had to work out so that I could, you know, eat right and stick to it and whatnot. Um, but we're going to get there in the end. So I just encourage everybody to find that sustainable so that it doesn't like de- derail you. Again, there's so many things that can derail you if you let it. And that could have been one, but find this day. I've been drinking. Y'all I'm just going to drink again. Go ahead. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Do you? But I think it. I think it's. I mean, not to be corny and do it. I'll save that for Donna's joke coming up here in a little bit. <laughs> no jokes tonight. It re- it really is a marathon and not a sprint when it comes to weight loss to tie back into running. And I think the thing I keep reminding myself is when I lost all that weight several years ago, I journaled it every week when I weighed myself. I would write it down. And I look back and it's not like, oh, 10 pounds, 12 pounds, 15. It's two pounds, three pounds, one pound, three pounds. But it's sustained over a period of time and it adds up. I mean, you think about, oh, God, I only lost, you know, two pounds a week or something like that. Well, most, you know, if you got 30 pounds to lose, that's not going to take you but about four months or three or four months and you're going to be where you want to be. It doesn't take that long. And so I think you just got to remind yourself because you're going to see that person is, I think, when he, Brittany, you may have said it, that lost 12 pounds or whatever. And you're jealous. Oh, man, they're losing faster than me. You can't fall for that trap. You just got to compete That's against right. yourself. Don't compete against others. That's right. You may lose in areas that aren't on the scale. And it's not all about the scale. You know, but again, you have to recognize what's derailing you and not let it stop you. Yeah, you're kind of touching on just changing your mindset. And so how do you how do you change that? Do you try to get yourself right before you start doing something or do you do something to start feeling right? And podcast called the uh, Growth Equation podcast. The podcast episode was the science of how to build and maintain motivation. It was gets very deep into the science. These guys are both more educated in this realm to be able to speak on it. But they talked about the idea, the thought that you need to feel good to do something. But the research that they have actually says you have to do something that makes you feel good, right? So kind of almost like a chicken or an egg situation. Instead of just trying to mentally say, you know what, I'm going to start running next week. And, and in preparation that I'm going to really psych myself up and, and get motivated to go for that run. Well, you know what? People who are new to exercise, as they mentioned in this podcast, and it's, it's absolutely true. Those first few weeks, you might be motivated as all get out that first week, but week two, three, four, five, you're not the most motivated person at that point, which is why people tend to fall off from their exercise routine, right? So the idea is that don't stress too much about trying to get yourself feeling good before you go do something. Go do something. Get through that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth week. And by week 13, 14, 15, guess what? It's going to be a heck of a lot easier to be motivated to go out and do exercise because you've already built some consistency. You've already built a habit, right? And now you have a full routine and it's easier to get in that. Once you get out of that habit, it is so hard to get the ball moving again. And I want to say two more things to that. First, And this is because, Bill, you said you don't even like running. You know, there's days I don't like running. Find what you like. You know, if you're getting burnt on running, go to something else. Switch it up. Do something else. Find something that you enjoy. You know, the other thing, if you go out one day and you're not feeling it and you're like, this effing sucks, stop. Because you're going to ruin what progress you've made Mm -hmm. and what motivation you've made and whatnot by that one run because it, it just sucked. Sometimes we just have bad days and sometimes you need to recognize that and say, you know what, maybe I'm just going to walk a little bit here and I'm not going to run or maybe I'm just going to not do this workout. I'm going to do something else or I'm going to breathe and meditate or do yoga or something because you don't want to derail it because you had a bad one and that just sets you back. I might challenge you a little bit on that one, Brittany. And it's not so much like the idea. I mean, if you're not hurt, if it's just all mental, you can build mental toughness 
by learning to grind through that challenge. You never know, especially on runs. Sometimes those first couple of miles, they really suck. And if you keep the door open to be able to give yourself an exit, you know what? You grind through that extra next five minutes might be a whole lot better. And then it changes the whole mindset. And I think you can actually gain a lot of confidence. I'm not saying that you don't need to take those days into consideration. I mean, it's, it's not hard, fast. Well, I'm going to acknowledge that, but I'm going to counter because I think that there's two different things. I, you know, this morning I woke up and I was like, I really don't feel like doing this. I had a 13 minute exercise. It was only 13 effing minutes of, of burpees, bear crawls, planks and pushups. Right. Um, but I, I just like, I was like, I just, I don't, but I did it because yeah, my quads hurt, but there's nothing else wrong. I'm up. I drank my coffee. I might as well do it. I know I'm not going to do it when I get home, but there's been days where I've gone out to run and I just keep crying. Right. Or there's days that you go out and you just can't, there's, there's a difference. I'm not talking about just not wanting to or motivation yeah. or whatever, because yes, those, you should persevere and you should keep going. But there are times when you're just, just like, this sucks. This sucks with every ounce of my being and my soul. There's something else wrong. And those are the times I say, stop mm-hmm. and do something else. Because those are, those are the moments where it's going to derail you. Not, you're absolutely right. If you just don't feel like doing it or, you didn't get a lot of sleep last night or whatever. You're going to feel better after you do the workout. Just suck it up, buttercup, and get it done. But there are times where it's, it, there's something else going on. And those are the times I, I don't want you to keep going. I want you to stop and do something else, not, not, not do anything. Yeah. But maybe you're just going to walk a couple miles or yep. you're going to breathe and meditate and yoga, you know, just something else to help your mental well being. I think it's very situational. I think there are some times you do need to. Kick, give yourself a kick in the butt, like what you're saying, Ryan. But I think there's also times you got to cut yourself some slack because there yeah. could just be a lot going on in life. And I know I've had times where I've been out for a run and I've just stopped and walked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me, I've t- still got the tunes going in my ears, still moving, still walking, but it gives me a chance to clear my head. Maybe there was something big that went on at work or something like that. I just I wasn't ready mentally for a run that day. But that's yeah. fine. I, I there saw this tweet and I mentioned Steve Magnus earlier as part of the. Uh, Growth Equation podcast, and he had this threaded tweet that was just well-timed today, and he's very anti-life hack type uh, action, so he uses the word hack in quotes pretty loosely, but uh, his tweet, 12 science-backed hacks that actually work, and I'll link to the tweet in the show notes, but the thread is worthy as he expands on the 12 science-based quote-unquote hacks uh, that really work, and Honestly, they're very simple, and as he mentions, very boring. Number one, read a book. Uh, Number two, talk to people who know more. Show up no matter what. Sleep. Move, often easy, occasionally ferociously intensely. Find nature. Form lasting relationships. Surround yourself wisely. Challenge yourself ever so slightly. For most, don't diet behave like a kindergartner on some things, have a purpose that's greater than yourself. And I think that last one is spot on because, you know, finding that... Uh, Can I read my list? Read your What's your list? What's Brittany's list? So, well, this was just a, a blog that I found, Six Ways to Motivate Yourself Post-Lockdown um, on my app. So number one was manage your expectations. Um, then number two was start small. You know, I think that we, like I said, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds and it should be this week. You know, find smaller, sustainable, attainable goals. Number three, call in the Calvary. Again, you need your friends. You need people to help you be accountable. Like that's why Bill posted it on Facebook. Get a buddy, do something. Um, it says be more Rolk. So Del Rolk is one of our instructors and his big thing is um, what is your why? You know, what, what motivates you? What is your purpose? What it, you, you need that conviction and purpose to carry it through. Number five, number five I've been drinking, find the fun. We know that, right? We, we always have to find the fun in things. And six was start the clock. If you're struggling to motivate yourself for something that's a little harder to get excited about, a deadline could be just what needs to spur you into action. Again, you know, our races aren't, aren't happening. That was always our, you know, clock, 
Um, so we got to find a different clock, but definitely, I think find your purpose, what motivates you and find that fun and a buddy, you know, that accountability aspect. I think that's what we all need. Totally agree. Well, Bill, we thank you for joining us. Hopefully we've inspired some other folks out there to regain their journey, get back on track. And thank you for posting that Facebook post. Cause I think you've been, You've inspired us, and I'm sure you inspired many others that commented on it. That was, uh, you may have been doing it for yourself, but I think you did a lot to help out others with that post. I appreciate that, and I appreciate yeah, thank you, Bill. I, no, I appreciate y'all having me on and and getting a chance to talk through it. Because I, be honest with you, it was kind of therapeutic to go through some of it, and I think it's just even in this these five people seeing that there's a lot of similarities in some of the the struggles we have. So. Um, if it helped, like I said, one other person, I'm happy that I posted it. Even like I said, it's not my normal MO, but I, I'm certainly glad if it uh, provided benefit to someone. Indeed. Good to see your faces. Good to talk to you. Right? Thanks for coming on. I've yeah. missed you. Wait. And Jennifer, tell Jennifer we said hi. Will do. For Zig Ziglar, as he had said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And on that, uh, we thank you all for listening. You can find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Runohana Podcast. You can email us at aloha at runohanapodcast.com. And for Donna, for Brittany, for Kenny, and Bill Taylor. My name is Ryan. Fuck that. I don't like that. <laughs> keep, that you one. keep that one. Keep My that one and bleep Ryan. yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. For Donna, for Brittany, for Kenny, for Bill Taylor, and myself, Ryan. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Free Brittany. <laughs> Peace! Peace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>